In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of The Big Cruise Podcast. This is a bonus episode and I'm so excited to bring it to you. Thanks to our sponsors at Aurora Expeditions. And I have to say, prior to doing a bit of research on Aurora, I didn't know a great deal about them, but I'm really excited about what I discovered and even more excited to share with you the recording of my chat with Steve, which you'll get to hear in uh, in just a second. Now, there is so much information on the show notes page. If you've got any further thoughts on Aurora or you have any uh, questions, jump onto the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, head into the show notes for episode 57, and you will find a wealth of information. If you uh, deal with a great travel agent, they probably know about Aurora Expedition, so you'll be able to uh, to also ask them. Um, but if you don't have a travel agent in your area that you can think of or your travel agent doesn't understand Aurora Expeditions, give the Aurora team a call. All the details are on the show notes page, and they'll be more than happy to answer your questions and uh, make a booking even and give it back to your preferred travel agent or recommend a travel agent that is uh, experienced with Aurora in in your local area. Um, I really hope you enjoy the show, and if you want to get in touch with me about this episode or any others, you can do so via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. Just a a mention also that uh, some of the voyages that we talk about in the show are still subject to regulatory approval and uh, may also only be open to Australian and New Zealand residents. So uh, best check before you uh, lock anything in, and the team at Aurora will be delighted to assist you to, to work that out. So let's head over now and join Steve for this great insight into a brand that I am so excited to share with you. Enjoy! excited to have joining us on uh, this episode of the podcast we've got steve mclaughlin from aurora expeditions hey steve 
Hey, how are you, Barry? Very good, thank you, mate. Now, uh, I know you personally, I know you've had a, a long career both at sea and ashore uh, promoting the beauty of cruising and expedition cruising in particular. But today, of course, we're talking all things Aurora Expeditions, um, which I've had a, a great uh, little presentation from yourself and got to learn a lot this morning. But uh, for the purpose of our listeners, um, let's take it back to the start. So it's, uh, it's about uh, 1991 from memory. What's, yeah, that's exactly when we started. So we've been around for a whole 30 years, a 30 years young business. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, we're reform, you know, reformulating business dramatically now because historically we used to use, back then, some of the older ships that were around mm-hmm. and we're doing these purpose-built ships now, which is really transforming the business. So we're holding on to, I mean, our original DNA was very, very different to that of most cruise companies. Mm-hmm. Expedition cruise generally comes from cruise companies looking to do adventure cruising. Mm-hmm. That's their DNA. Our DNA is from an expeditioner, a famous expeditioner here in Australia, who actually decided to take groups away on expeditions and he chartered ships and that business grew and grew. And here we are today where our central core of everything we do is activities based. So the fact that we do it on a floaty boaty ship <laughs> is actually neither here nor there. So yeah. the reality is rather than ship becoming adventurous, we're adventures that go to sea. And you've had some incredible firsts, looking at one of those slides earlier. I think about every two years or so, there was some brand new invention, another first for our expeditions. Just tell us about some of those incredible things that you started. Well, I mean, honestly, we were the first ones to take commercial guests to Antarctica, for example, Mm -hmm. and have them kayaking. Oh, wow. So that's become one of the cornerstones of everything that we do in most of our voyages, wherever we are in the world, whether we're here in Australia, whether we're in Baja, in California, whether we are, you know, wherever we are, mm-hmm. it's it's all good. It's we I mean, Alaska's we're really really big with that in Alaska. Mm-hmm. It works really well for us. But that's one of the first. I mean, the one I haven't done is scuba diving in Antarctica, and I'm desperate to do that. <laughs> and I've I've done a lot of skiing, but I haven't done any, any skiing in Antarctica yet either. Yeah. So I'll try those two the next time I get down there. Yeah, there was also the opportunity to to sleep on the ice vessel as well, which again another another first for us. Yeah, I mean having being able to sleep over, have a sleepover on the ice, no tents included. <laughs> um, being able to sleep on a on a rubber mat. Um, actually, I was going to say under the stars, but when you're down there at the time we do it, it's generally just dusk against mm-hmm. that as dark as dusk, and then the sun comes back up again. So yeah, um, it's not the longest sleep you'll ever have in your life, but wow, what an experience! <laughs> and the benefit of doing it in the south versus the north of course because there's less predators down in, in the south. well yeah, there is that I guess <laughs> I think it's probably a good idea penguins are likely to do less damage to you than polar bears <laughs> love it love it now uh, some of the key differences for Aurora not only have you been uh, around for 30 years but it's always been about these these small groups um how big is a typical group on, on board an Aurora expedition? Well, one of the, the great options that we have is we can split people into smaller groups. I mean, I take kayaking. It's, a, it's one of the easiest options mm-hmm. for us because we, we're very famous for it. But kayaking, there's clearly there's some groups are really interested and fascinated, and it's that, that's the reason they're there. Yeah. Now, these guys can go in Antarctica, for example, for up to four hours uh, on a kayaking trip. 
So that's for the diehards, yeah, that's yeah. for the... But not everybody wants to do that. So we can take people in another group that maybe just go away for an hour or an hour and a half. And we've even got this new thing that we've introduced where we have these sort of inflatable, um, much more stable kayaks oh, wow. that people can get out in and they can actually just go for half an hour to an hour. And that's, that's actually all bookable on board as opposed to the other, you know, the longer versions where you really need to book that in advance because we have the right number of guides to take you in small groups that's usually around four or five we actually have a higher ratio of expedition staff and team with guides etc and than any other cruise company yeah i did see that and also you've always got a plan b c and sometimes an even d obviously just in case well i think we all know that when you go on an expedition anybody's expedition (laughs) you cannot say that at this time on this day we will be there we just go by the wind and the waves and the wildlife and really we take adv- advantage of whatever the best opportunities are as they come along. So it's very, very opportunistic as well. I mean, we, we don't set out to run to a strict plan mm-hmm. and we never, ever do because we actually listen to Mother Nature and follow her call. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Of course, any expedition is all about doing the right thing by, by the environment and the, the destination that you're travelling to. But what are some of the key... Uh, responsible travel choices that you have at Aurora? Well, I mean, simple things on board that I think everyone's doing now. Um, almost zero single-use plastics is, is um, everyone's mm-hmm. goal. I think we've, got, we've gotten there already, but uh, there's other things that we can do. I mean, the, as far as environment goes, we make sure that the fuel efficiency of our ships, we've, we're building the most fuel-efficient mm-hmm. ships that there are today. Our oldest ship, been around for a whole 14 maybe 16 months now <laughs> and our newest ship she'll be coming out in October so these are built to the world's highest standards and really um, groundbreaking stuff with the X-Bow um, that we have on board these vessels it's a, something that's been used commercially on supply boats to oil rigs for example oh, yep, yep. and uh, this has been something actually the Australian Navy has used them for supply uh, purposes as well But I, because I've seen one of those in recent years I do know that we, we again, as a world first, the Greg Mortimer vessel is the world's first commercial vessel built with the Expo, and it really is something spectacular. It reduces the drag, it cuts through the waves, and what it does is it's got brilliant fuel efficiency, so that's a really, really big, big, big winner for us. As far as our guests go, though, uh, we invite them cordially to join us on beach walks, for example, where oh, yeah. we clear up plastics, glass, anything else that's not even supposed to be in the beaches. And we do this and have done this for many, many years. And we bring all of that stuff safely back to shore where we dispose of it properly. That's one thing that we've been doing for a long time. What is new for us is we have a citizen science program that we're starting. This looks incredible. And the citizen science program is really, really important to us. Um, it's driven by a number of factors. Dr. Sylvia Earle, she's, uh, she, actually her name is on her second vessel. Yeah. Um, Dr. Sylvia Earle is a, a wonderful lady who is a marine, um, she's a, a, an underwater specialist. I think for us here in Australia, Barry, the best way to look at it is she is to, uh, to underwater what David Attenborough is to the rest of the planet. <laughs> she is a, a, a wonderful spokesperson, a learned leader, um, a cons- conservationist of the highest regard. And to have her involved with our programs is something we're really excited about. 
we're doing things, for example, the beach walk thing's been great. It's yeah. been a big hit for our guests and importantly for the environment. I think one of the great things for us is that we're, we continue to do more and more in that direction. And in, on board the Sylvia Earl being launched in October, we have a citizen science centre where we'll bring on samples of rock, sand, water, ice, and we'll be testing these for all sorts of different uh, different reasons. Yeah. We'll be looking for different things in different regions of the world. Uh, <clears throat> a key factor for us, I guess, is measuring air and sea temperatures, for example, mm-hmm. and then sharing all the information that we get. One of the big things we're looking for is parts per million of <clears throat> of plastic in the okay. ocean. Yeah, yeah. And we can measure that because we have microscopes and things on board our citizen science centre yeah. and there'll be lectures programmes that go alongside this and we share all this data with everybody from NASA through all the universities of North America, the UK and here in Australia. Brilliant, incredible work, well done. Um, now you touched on a couple of the ships there, you've got of course Greg Mortimer, Silva, uh, Sylvia Earl, which uh, is joining us uh, in a couple of months or so. Um, you touched on that expo and for the for the listeners until you actually see it it's hard to kind of comprehend so check out the the show notes on the website at the big cruise podcast because we've got some great images there um but um really i think the ships are are, are designed for a few different things um rugged remote areas active expeditions wildlife watching education and learning and more importantly a comfortable experience and that expo really really does make a big difference but uh, what what excites you about these ships well, I think the thing about these ships is they're true expedition vessels, Barry. I mean, there are a lot of ships that are being built that can be used for expeditions. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, putting some Zodiacs on the top of your ship and using it to get people ashore does not an expedition make. Mm-hmm. We have some really unique qualities, like our, our lecture theatres are purpose-built yep. to make sure that it's a real immersive uh, experience. And, you know, we believe in edutainment rather than entertainment at um, Aurora Expeditions and it it really makes a big difference because when that's your central focus and that's who we attract and that's exactly our goal so that's a a real important part another lovely part of our ships is the mudroom I don't know if you're aware of the mudroom. But I it's do know a, of mudrooms, yeah, but I wouldn't describe it as lovely. Well, well, ours are actually quite lovely. I think, I think that's probably the biggest surprise to me. But I, again, I think when ships have proper mudrooms, it, they're positioned properly. Um, it makes for a very fast and efficient embark and disembark of both kayaks and zodiacs that take our guests ashore. Now, we go to great places. That's a given. And mm-hmm. that's, of course, that's a given. But it's what we do when we get there. This truly immersive experience, sure it starts with the lectures on board, but we carry it through um, to whatever effect the client is looking for. Our guests get on board, we call them expeditioners at Aurora. Our expeditioners come on board and they've got some very clear ideas of what they want to do, what they want to learn and what they want to see. And it doesn't work for everybody, so that's why we've got a higher proportion, or sorry, a higher ratio of expedition team to passenger than probably any other company, not probably, definitely than any other company. But what that allows us to do is make sure we fulfill everybody's dreams, everybody's wishes, we look after them all. So everybody keeps coming back time and time again. We know we're doing a good job because in 30 years we have the most loyal, loyalist programme I've ever seen. 
Brilliant. And uh, like you say, I guess you could be into penguins, I could be into photography, and, uh, and we can both to... To, we can both do it on yeah. the same day at the same time, and both t- sit down to lunch and talk about it. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, now we've touched briefly on actually, just let's go back to that mudroom for just a second for the for the listeners that you know may have been on a, a big white ship and have got no idea what expedition. Yeah. The mudroom is basically where you you remove your your Wellington boots for want of a better word, yeah. and uh, take off your your warm weather clothes. And that's where you kind of store it all and that's keep right. all the, the, the dirty elements away from your stabbing. Well, well, it does. It does several things, Barry. I actually call it the the barrier room mm-hmm. because it's a barrier. You actually come from, say, one pristine wilderness area. Um, and let's think of the subantarctic islands of Australia, and New Zealand. Okay. Now there are there's wildlife and. Um, micro really right down to micro um, organisms that exist in some of the islands and not in others yeah so we the last thing we want to be doing is transporting stuff from one place to another and that could easily and readily be done on gumboots or wellington boats Mm -hmm. so what we do is we make sure that we clean them properly on the way on and on the way off those gumboots never see the inside of the ship Mm -hmm. nor do the jackets and some of the other the other um, cold weather in that particular case um, clothing, so it keeps it all t- tidily there. Yep. Our staff then continue to clean those boots again, so they're really, really spotless. So that when we arrive in the next pristine wilderness area, we are we know that we're clean and good to go. Yep. We disinfect them, and it's all done properly. So that's one thing. I mean, that actually that works in warm weather climates as well. I mm-hmm. mean, we mm-hmm. we do the same with our scuba and snorkeling gear. Yep. So that never gets past the mudroom either. So it, it's a really, really wonderful border policy room if you, if you like <laughs> and in these these days that's something we need to look, look into yeah exactly um, and another benefit uh, of our expeditions is you, you include the gunboots uh, included for, yeah for yeah I know, I know other operators don't. I know other op- operators charge or there's an external company charges you for it mm-hmm. we, we've got plenty and we, we have it all on board so yeah. it's, a, it's a great and easy comfort for us Brilliant. Um, now let's look at some of the destinations that you go to. We've touched on some of those uh, briefly, but I guess the, the, the big one would be the, the two poles, Antarctica and the Arctic, and other places in between. Um, what stand out for you as uh, key destinations for Aurora? Well, the new one for us is something that we've just been launching in recent weeks, and we're actually going to Antarctica for the first time in a bunch of years, actually, out of Australia. Mm-hmm. So we're leaving out of Hobart, and we're going down through the sub-Antarctic island of, of, uh, of Australia, which is... Uh, Macquarie Island, which I've had the great joy of being to a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I must say it is the one of those great places that you've never heard of in your life. But wow, when you've been there, you know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then head south and we go to the Commonwealth Bay area, okay. which is actually where Australia claimed, I think, some dramatically high, I think it's 42% of all the land in Antarctica is claimed by Douglas Mawson back in the heroic age of Antarctic expeditions. And his hut's and just, well, only 10 years ago celebrated their centenary. Mm-hmm. Now, I happened to be with a company back then that helped rebuild and recover um, the huts. Oh, okay. So they're, they're kept in really, really good condition. And we are one of the very, very few companies that will be allowed to A, go there, but B, and importantly, a big B, um, we are actually allowed to go in. We have guides that will take you in oh, wow. to the huts. And uh, again, I've been lucky enough to be there. And when they tell you things like... Um, there have been more people climbing to the top of Mount Everest than will ever set foot in these huts. <laughs> it makes the hair in the back of my neck stand yeah, up, Barry. Yeah. That's the kind of ex- really exclusive travel that a lot of people out there, they're looking for this. Yeah, Brilliant experience. It's beyond the bucket list. It's, it's way, way, way rights, beyond. Yeah. It's bragging rights, but you know, a lot. Of, I'd, I'd say nine, well, maybe 29 people out of every 30 that have ever been. I don't, I mean, these are numbers I'm just 
plucking out yes. the sky, but it's a massive, massive majority of people that have been to Antarctica, they've actually been to the Antarctic Peninsula, which is amazing. It's a beautiful place. It's got great things going on there. But where we go to on the eastern side, mm-hmm. so over in the, the, you know, the area south of Australia, yep. is entirely different. For a start, you go much further south. Yep. You spend a whole lot of time well inside the Antarctic Circle, which most ships never really get near. Yep. So I can tell you, just um, steaming for an hour or two south of the Antarctic Circle, things get much colder. <laughs> everything changes, the wildlife changes, the look, the feel, everything changes, and it really is quite spectacular. We find that a lot of the people that are coming with us on these voyages, they've been to Antarctica down to the peninsula. Now they want to see the real Antarctica. And we don't, we've not had a chance to do it for years, and here we are doing it this year, this very year. Yeah. And most people are thinking, wow, that is incredible. <laughs> so we are so excited. I must say there that we're only taking, uh, our, I think, a little over 100 passengers with us, okay. and it's selling very, very quickly. So I think I'm going to be... Uh, if this podcast goes out to too many people, I think we might be filling it quicker than we think. But um, but for the last few days, being on the road and coming here to meet you in Perth, Barry, mm-hmm. if that's anything to go by, I have to say that we will be very, very full very, very quickly. But it's um, that. And another voyage goes to the Ross Sea. Mm-hmm. These are voyages that are really, really special. They're long. They're very long and therefore they're very expensive. But on the way back from there, you actually get into the New Zealand sub-Antarctic Islands. Again, it's like... I've never seen anything quite like it. The the wildlife in these places is is crazy. You're told never to go near the animals. But nobody tells the animals. Yeah, yeah. If you sit down for five minutes, they will come towards you. These days, they actually don't know. They see so few human beings. They don't know they should be frightened of us. Yeah. So they come towards you. It really is spectacular. And it's something that's very hard to put in words. It's um, very emotional. It is something that when people have done it, it's a exclusive club that everybody wants to belong to and they'll have to share that great dinner talk <laughs> and uh, staying close to Perth just briefly for one second you've also got some voyages um, in and out of Fremantle and out of Broome as well and um, taking in um, Ningaloo Reef and of course then uh, across the south coast of Australia as well um, another incredible destination for wildlife well yeah you know Barry I've got to be honest with you I've spent a lot of years in cruising as you know I mean I've even done a few more than you um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I think The weirdest thing is in all my global travels, and it's been a lot, um, in my expedition life, I know the coastline of Australia from Broome going north and going east along the the top and all the way around the east coast, along the south, and up as far as Fremantle. I know it like the back of my hand. (laughs) However... Between Broome and Fremantle, or Fremantle and Broome, I do not know it, not at all. <laughs> so these voyages for me are particularly exciting, but the key thing is they're, re- they're really, really visited. There's, you, yep. there's not many ships go up and down here. That is absolutely the fact. So um, we are really excited to be offering these voyages. There's only a few of them. Yep. Um, we've got the Broome Broome return that's going to Ningaloo Reef and other environs, and then Broome down to Fremantle, which has a bit of a Ningaloo, and down, down through Rolly Shoals, sorry, Ningaloo, and then down into to um, the Abrolhos Islands and there's just a lot to see and a lot to do and we've got the very ship to do it yeah brilliant heading south though I've got to tell you last night we did an, an event for some uh, some clients and they were so excited about going along the south coast and heading into Adelaide oh, okay. um, yeah and and what we're doing with Kangaroo Island and Tasmania is just huge as well 
So uh, the options are close to home is really important for us right now. So being able to operate these and, and do this is going to be really, really exciting. Great time to do it. Yeah, there's two places that have popped up onto my radar for the first time, I guess, in the, the last six months. One being the Abrolhos Islands. Um, I knew they were just off the coast of Geraldton. I knew they were there. Didn't know anything about them. Yep. And it turns out that there's just abundance of, of wildlife and a pristine yeah. environment and people go diving and swimming with um, sea lions and things. And it's not on our doorstep. I know, Barry, it's like everything in life. You know, if it's up the, up the road from you, you never go to see it. Yeah. You'll go to the other side of the world. I've said for years, I mean, I've been doing this for years here in Australia. I've been flying people to other places around the world um, for different companies I work for to far less interesting places yeah. than we have right here on our doorstep. Yeah, yeah. And then another one that springs to mind, Bremer Bay off uh, Oh, Coast. my goodness. Then Bremer Canyon? I didn't, yep. had no idea that it was yep. a spot that has such a concentration of uh, whales. I don't know what's happening on, on uh, in the media right now, but I have read more and seen more in the last year about about this whole Bremer Bay yeah. than I've ever seen ever before. I'm not, I heard of them some years ago, but I never really knew much about it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm seeing TV shows about it. There's all sorts going on. And quite frankly, we're going to be in amongst it. We're offering um, shark cage diving oh, wow. down there. So there's, uh, there's some real good... Over- it's You know, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. I think I could be tempted. I think I, I think I could be tempted. Yeah, I'm not likely to do it more than once, so I'd like to do it now. <laughs> I want to see the pictures when you do it. <laughs> now, if people are interested in, in Aurora and finding out a little bit more, we've got a heap of information in the show notes on the website, but... Um, how, how do we find a good uh, travel agent uh, anywhere in Australia that knows about you? Can, can we pop on your website and find a list of agents or anything? We don't have that yet, Barry. It's, it's something that we're actually working on, but um, we work very closely with a host of um, agents around the country. So, um, obviously, what maybe one, one of the first points, we actually work very closely with agents. Mm-hmm. What we can do, I would actually have a look on our website. Make sure you get yourself across all the information that you need. Feel free to ring our office. Um, we've got an office. We're actually an Australian company. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, how many 30-year-old Australian companies are, are still doing expedition cruising? I think we've only, only ever been one. But uh, it's it really is great. Our staff are friendly, helpful. They'll give you all the advice you need. And they can maybe point you in the direction of an agent they've done, dealt with and understand as understand well. You, yeah, yeah. Which is the important side of things because yeah. it is that little bit different. So many firsts for, for Aurora over the years. Now, um, we're, we're almost done, but before we let you go, um, obviously you've got a very strong, loyal following, and if any of your past guests happen to be listening to this podcast, have you got a message for them about what's happening in the, the future? Yeah, I think what's uh, exciting for us is obviously the introduction of the second ship, the Sylvia Aero. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, and our past guests, they really know about it. <laughs> but one thing I can tell our past guests, if they're listening, is you will be hearing more from us because we've got some plans for a whole lot of better communications with new newsletters and the likes. Um, they're they're in quite advanced stage right now, and uh, we we are actually having events around the country which we will be rolling out over the, the rest of this year, which will give them a chance to come along and speak to us personally mm-hmm. um, and some of the team, and uh, we we look for look forward to getting them back on board again. Brilliant. Now, uh, one last thing before we let you go. We always have a quick fire round. I've not preempted you. I've not given you any of these questions. It's just a bit of fun. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. The Kimberley or Papua New Guinea? Papua New Guinea. Antarctica or the Arctic? Antarctica. Cage diving with sharks or scuba diving in Antarctica? Scuba diving in Antarctica. We've <laughs> uh, had a busy day uh, out at sea uh, on activities. We've, we've got back on board. We're in the bar. It's my shout. What are you drinking? 
And I'll have a beer as usual. Okay, sounds good. Awesome, Steve. Listen, really, really appreciated uh, this chat today. I'm sure our listeners are going to really value some of the insights that you've got there. Uh, to the listeners, just once again, head to the, the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. Uh, on the show notes, you will see a whole heap of information about Aurora Expeditions, but don't be afraid to, uh, to give them a call. But just a little advice, if you're listening elsewhere in the world at the minute... We're already selling to uh, to Australians because you can't actually come into Australia. But of course, that could change, and in the future, you will be welcome to our expeditions with open arms. It's probably right to know that the rest of the world can look on our website, mm-hmm. which is auroraexpeditions.com and they can have a look because what happens is we are booking 2022 and that's that we're we're, 23 (laughs) will be on the website soon so I would actually advise people please feel free to have a look because in the rest of the world we are selling the Sylvia Earl out of Ushuaia for example whilst we're here in Australia we're only selling Australia to Australians oh great news good to know good to know Um, Steve always great to chat with you mate really appreciate your time thanks again for joining us on the podcast thanks Barry it's been great to see you thank you once again steve and the team at aurora expeditions i hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as i did and uh, just a reminder that the, the voyages that we did speak about may be subject to regulatory approval and are also only open to Australian and New Zealand residents, particularly those departing from Australia. I'd also like to uh, get your thoughts on uh, sponsored content and uh, any brands that you may like to see featured as a bonus episode. So uh, let me know via the social pages or, of course, via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. We always enjoy uh, hearing from you. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.